live from Buffalo Wild Wings. This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I like that beat right there. Welcome in to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920 on this Friday. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings. We're in the Premier Outlet Mall right now. Come on, hang out with us. We're going to be here till uh, 5 o'clock at least. And uh, we were at, the, we were at uh, the, the Buffalo Wild Wings in the Miracle Mile Mall last week. We're doing a, a little bit of tour of B-dubs all across the Las Vegas Valley. We're going to be all over the spot from uh, Vegas to Henderson, mall to mall. It doesn't matter. We're going to be out here having a good time. And please believe we are in line to have a really good time this afternoon lots of good prizes already here i got my man jed by my side he's holding it down harry is trying to hustle all the prizes right now so you better come on out here and get hooked up before harry ruiz who just did a hell of a job uh on deportes uh goes ahead and takes everything so you need to come on out here get hooked up uh, got a lot to get to on today's show my man demon cotton he's back in the finley cadillac performance studio and uh like i mentioned i'm here at buffalo wild wings Definitely encourage you to come on out, hang out with us, and make sure you have a good time. You should know the location. I know the location, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard. Again, the premier outlet mall uh, is the spot. So come on by. It's Friday. You don't want to be at work anymore. There's plenty of TVs on. There's wild card action as far as baseball goes. That is on the TVs. They have some news on the TVs. They have some hockey action on the TV. I mean, there is so much to enjoy with what's on the TV, the environment here at Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, as, uh, as I mentioned multiple times, we're going to be here till at least 5 o'clock, right? It's always, we always say it's 5 o'clock somewhere. Well, it's 5 o'clock here right now at Buffalo Wild Wings. And uh, we're going to appreciate it as we get ready to head into the weekend. Of course, Raider Football will close out week five. We saw week five get started Thursday night. I'm still trying to come up with words to describe what we saw Thursday night as far as Thursday night football goes, starting off week five with the Colts and the Denver Broncos. I guess it's just an answer for another day. I don't, I don't know exactly how to describe what we saw and witnessed on Thursday night football, but it was the start to another week of action, and so, of course, we will definitely make it happen, make it do what it do, and uh, talk about that as well. Coming up on the show today, lots of good guests to get to as we close out the week really strong at 2.30. We'll take another look at the Kansas City Chiefs with our good friend Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Been covering the Chiefs and Kansas City sports for a very long time, so Blair is fantastic at what he does. He'll give us the final little uh, look in into the, the Kansas City Chiefs as we prepare for Monday Night Football and uh, that, that, uh, that game in Arrowhead to close out week five. Blair Kirkhoff at 2.30. At 3 o'clock, our good friend from the Vegas Nation and the Las Vegas Review-Journal, Cassie Soto, will join the, the show and talk all things Raiders, what she's seen all week long at practice, what she thinks about the team so far through the first four games of the regular season, from what the expectations were going into the regular season to where they are right now sitting at one and three, something that we talked about yesterday on the show about storylines. Well, continue that conversation a little bit today, not really storylines, but just taking a look at the team in general through the first four weeks. We'll do that with Cassie Soto at 3 o'clock. Then my guy Tyler Dragon from USA Today Sports uh, covers all the NFL like a glove, does a fantastic job. He'll join us at 3.30, and we'll really focus in on the AFC West because we, we talked about the AFC West in great detail right before the season started. Toughest division in football. Man, three teams might go to the playoffs. Maybe four teams make it to the playoffs. And right now it's looking like the usual suspects and everyone else. Right? I mean, Kansas City's sitting there at 3-1. and one. Obviously, the Raiders have to travel to KC on Monday. But the Chargers, typical story with the Chargers, not trying to bash them, but they're dealt with injuries. 
That's what it is every single year. It's something, right? They could have all the talent in the world. This is their year. They're this. They're that. And I'm not making fun of them because somehow they're just snake bitten. They have injury after injury after injury or else special teams is terrible. It's just that's just what it is. So the, the Chargers are, okay, they're doing their thing. The Broncos, you saw them in great detail on Thursday Night Football. They have plenty of questions that they have to answer. And then the Raiders are 1-3. and three. They're underachieving as well. So, I mean, as much as the AFC West was going to be the darling of the NFL and it was going to be the toughest division, it kind of looks like the usual suspects. So we'll talk to Tyler Dragon at 3.30 about the AFC West and how it could get ramped up uh, as, the, as the season continues. You out of here? All right. Harry Ruiz is leaving the building. He left some prizes for you so you can come by and get hooked up. He got his backpack full. You might want to check that. Check that bag before he leaves. Just kidding. There's plenty of prizes for you to come get hooked up with. But Tyler Dragon will join us at 3.30 talking all things AOC West. 4 o'clock, we'll do a little bit of a pivot. We'll turn our attention as the NBA is coming back. We'll turn our attention to the L.A. Lakers. They played a couple games here in Las Vegas. They played against the Suns. And then the T-Wolves, of course, last night they didn't really uh, suit up very many players that, that you want to go and see. The premier players, the LeBron James, uh, Anthony Davis, of course, Russell Westbrook, you know, cats like that. Uh, they didn't put those guys out there. But uh, they did play two games. So Trevor Lane from LakersNation.com is going to join us. He does a fantastic job covering the Lakers. And, uh, you know, of course, LeBron was talking about having an NBA team here in Vegas. I think that's the inevitable. We all know that that's coming sooner rather than later. Uh, but we'll talk Trevor Lane at 4 o'clock. We'll talk all things NBA with him and especially focusing in on the L.A. Lakers. A lot of people were in attendance for those games the last two days. So I thought that that was pretty cool. 4 o'clock. You'll hear that conversation with Trevor Lane. Then at 4.30, Lee Sterling from ParamountSports.com. He joins us every single Friday at 4.30, and uh, he'll, he'll give you the lines. He'll tell you where you can win some money this weekend, the games. We'll talk some college football. We'll talk some UNLV. They're in action this evening. You can hear the game on our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas. They're in San Jose, and I know my man Damon. He's got a, his eye on that game. They're taking on the San Jose State Spartans. So we'll talk to Lee Sterling at 4.30 about college football. And, of course, the NFL will close things out with the Raiders and the Chiefs Monday night football. So as you can tell, we got a lot to get to on today's show. Blair Kirkhoff at 2.30, Cassie Soto at 3, Tyler Dragon at 3.30, Trevor Lane at, Trevor Lane at 4, and then Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com at 4.30. we got the guest on the 30s today. Why we're locked and loaded, plus we just need you. We want to hear from you throughout the course of the show at 702-365-9200. And then, of course, the text line is 69187, keyword R&R. And if you really want to get froggy and be a part of the show, come on by. Come on by, Buffalo Wild Wings. we got a couple of headsets here. I'll throw a headset on you. We could have a good conversation because that's just how we roll. It's Friday, and I enjoy doing that. So uh, come on by, hang out, get some good lunch, get some good drinks, whatever the case may be if you're preparing yourself to go out. Or maybe you just need to get away from work because well, people are just getting on your nerves. You know, when I left the job today, I said, oh, i got a place to go. And I did, but really I was just glad to get out of the job because, you know, People always got something going on, right? So sometimes you just got to break out of there. So if you're at the job and you're, 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 your workmate or whatever is, is getting on your nerves, just bounce. Just say, you know what, I'm out, man. I'm done for the week. I'm going to go head over to Buffalo Wild Wings, hang out with Q, go get some food, go get some drinks, and get hooked up with some prizes. Simple as that. Now that you know the guests coming up on the show today, let's go ahead and jump into the opening drive. The opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. 
So got a t- couple different topics that I want to get to on today's show. A couple questions I want to throw out there. Again, the text line is 69187, keyword R&R. And, of course, uh, the phone line as well is 702-365-9200. Of course, we're standing by checking it out. My man, Damon Cotton, he's in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. He's checking it out as well, answering your phone calls. Want to know two different things. One, we're going to talk in great detail about the AFC West today. Again, after seeing whatever I saw Thursday night football with the Denver Broncos and that quarterback looks somewhat cooked. I know he wants to cook, but he looks somewhat cooked. The head coach looks like he's in over his head, doesn't have any idea what he's got going on. I mean, there was a point last night when Nathaniel Hackett actually talked to the media following that game, following that loss, that terrible loss that they had no business. And when I say they, I mean the Broncos had no business losing that game. He said, we got the A-OK to go for it on fourth down. And that stood out to me when he said, we got the A-OK. And I'm thinking, you're the head coach. Why in the hell did you get the A-OK? If anything, you should have been given the A-OK to say it's good to go for something. But someone else, a higher, a higher person, a higher force told him it was okay to go for it on fourth down, which I'm not questioning the decision. I'm questioning the decision makers. So after you saw what you saw for Thursday night football and you've seen what you've seen for the first four games uh, from every team in the AFC West so far, knowing that Kansas City is leading, knowing the Chargers are at a couple wins, the Broncos are at a couple wins, and the Raiders are one, just what are your overall thoughts on the AFC West? Let us know. It's the first quarter of the season. It's in the books. Of course, the Raiders get their fifth game wrapped up on Monday night. That's the first question I have for you. And then the second question, what do you need to see from Derek Carr on Monday to give the Raiders a chance? And the reason I ask this, not to bash Derek Carr. That's not my job. I'm not here to bash him or anyone else. I'm, and this is a real, real question, real deal, honest-to-God question. What do you need to see from him on Monday? Because what he has said And what I've even heard his brother David Carr say on multiple shows throughout the course of this week is the way the defenses are playing the Raiders, it's going to open up more lanes for him to do what he did with his legs on uh, Sunday where he ran for five first downs, including a couple big ones. That last drive, he picked up that nine yards and a first down. That was a big deal. Needed that. The Raiders needed to be able to extend their drive. They did. They scored a touchdown. Game, set, match. So he's going to have some opportunities to maybe do some things that he's not 100% comfortable with, but he might have to do. So that's the kind of angle I'm going at when I'm saying, what do you need to see from Derek Carr? I, don't, I mean, you don't, you, know, you don't need to call him, bash him, or text him, bash him. That's not what I'm trying to do. That's not what I'm trying to uh, accomplish here. Just want to see how he can take what the defense has given him and, and use it to his advantage and, at the same time, put together a good little you know, drive with the weapons that he has. So those are the kind of questions that I'm throwing out there. And, of course, anything that's on your mind, you could definitely hit us up at uh, 69187, keyword R&R. That is our text line. And then the phone line as well at 702-365-9200. Now, I did want to get to a couple roster moves. The Raiders have been busy today. It was a, a walkthrough practice. There was no media availability. But, man, they've been busy when it comes to roster moves. From Raiders PR on Twitter, they signed linebacker Blake Martinez to the active roster from the practice squad. Not a surprise. Something that I kind of expected was going to happen. You know, Vinny Bonsignor had an opportunity to talk to him in the Raiders locker room a couple days ago. We heard it on the show, and he was saying he's ready to go. Whenever the team calls him and says, hey, we need you in the lineup, he'll be ready to go. Well, he's on the active roster right now. And I've had so many people ask me, and tweet at me, and tweet at Vinny, and tweet at Tashawn, and everyone else who covers the Raiders about Blake Martinez and exactly who he is. And I know there's a difference of opinion from a lot of different people. This is my thoughts on Blake Martinez. He's not a guy that's going to 
take away Travis Kelsey. He's not a guy that's going to be great in coverage. He's just not. He is going to be the closest thing to Denzel Perryman that you can see, a guy that comes downhill, a guy that reads and reacts quickly, and a guy who's a tackling machine. It's really that simple. Like, you don't have to put a whole lot of thought into it. You don't have to get too creative with the way you word it. The guy is a linebacker that thumps you, and he's a really good short tackler, and he knows Patrick Graham's scheme. It's really just that simple. He's really Denzel Perryman-like. Whatever you would get from Denzel Perryman is what you're going to get from Blake Martinez. That's my opinion, and I know that there's others that believe other things. I haven't seen Blake Martinez fantastic in coverage like some folks believe. Matter of fact, me and Vinny were going back earlier today talking about Blake Martinez, and he shared this little nugget from me. He said, from a Packers reporter, in 2018, opposing quarterbacks had 118.9 passer rating when targeting Martinez, who was playing for the Packers at the time. He also gave up five touchdowns while in coverage. Last season, while he was with the Giants, Martinez was targeted 10 times by opposing quarterbacks before he got injured. He allowed a completion each time he was targeted. So, again, small sample size, and, and the big stats came from 2018, which was you know a few years ago. But for the most part, kind of know who he's going to be. He's going to be a guy that can get downhill, shed some blocks, and get some tackles. I mean, that's just who he is. So uh, that's kind of what you should expect if you see 54 in the game on Monday, which I do believe you'll see him in the game. Also, the Raiders sign Albert Wilson, wide receiver Albert Wilson, to the practice squad. He's a guy that's been around the league for a while. I believe he's 30 years old, spent some time with the Chiefs uh, like four years ago. He also spent some time with Miami. Uh, He's a good little wide receiver. They added him to the practice squad. Not a big deal. What is a big deal? They placed tackle Justin Heron on the reserve injured list. Tore ACL, done for the season. That is a that is a, 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 a that's a tough one, man. That is a tough one because he was coming into the game last week against Denver as that that tackle eligible. You know that offensive lineman that was eligible. He's basically like another tight end because Foster Morrow is not out there, so he's been out there and he was like that sixth offensive lineman. He's a he's a big deal to be uh, missing. He's a guy that knows what uh, Josh McDaniels and company wants to do. He was a guy that I felt like with more and more action was going to get an opportunity to, uh, you know, to really show what he's worth on that offensive line for the Raiders. So he's done for the season, tore his ACL. I saw a couple tweets saying that he tore his ACL in practice yesterday. That could be the case. I wasn't there, so I can't confirm it. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Justin Heron, uh, the Raiders just traded for him with the New England Patriots. He's out for the season. And then the one that's really blowing everyone's mind is the Raiders waived wide receiver Tyron Johnson, a.k.a. T. Billy. And I'll say this, Raider Nation. When I saw that Albert Wilson was signed earlier today, when I saw the news that he was going to be signed, and everyone said, well, why would you sign him when you have plenty of wide receivers? And I said two things. One, Keelan Cole has put the ball on the ground multiple times, and Tyron Johnson, a.k.a. T. Billy, has not been able to get off the sideline. He has not got off the sideline. And look, from being at training camp, as much as I was at training camp, almost each and every day, he never, to me, just my opinion, never had a rapport with Derek Carr. There are so many times, and DeMond, you know, as you're my witness, so many times that I would come in, in, into the show and say, T-Billy got open, or felt like he was open and said, I can't throw the ball to myself. I can't throw the ball to myself. He just never seemed like he was on the same page with Derek Carr. Uh, obviously haven't seen him very much this season, and, well, the Raiders have waived him. Now, that doesn't mean that he won't sign back to the practice squad once he clears waivers, and I do believe he'll clear waivers because, well, he hasn't done anything. Unless the team just knows him really well and thinks, hey, this guy can fit with my squad, I think that he's going to you know, go through waivers. They'll probably sign him back to the practice squad, and that'll be that. But Tyron Johnson, to me, just has never got on the same page with, with Derek Carr. I don't know if 
It's a matter of the practice isn't going the way it's supposed to go. I don't know if the coaches don't try. I don't know what the case is. I don't know the reason why they haven't been on the same page. But from what I've seen, they haven't been on the same page. All right. DeMond makes an experience on the show. <laughs> Appreciate you, DeMond. Uh, we'll get to Passionate Raiders call in just a little bit. Yeah, definitely not down the line. So it's all good. <laughs> we appreciate you. Uh, yeah, we're hearing you loud and clear here in, uh, in Buffalo Wild Wings, so it's all good. But, uh, yeah, we'll get to, we'll to Passionate Raider in, in just a few. Let me go ahead and get to some text on the Salmon S text line all right, at 69187 keyword R&R. Zeke and Bakersfield said Q. Uh, Richard Sherman like he w- looked like he was going to pop a vein in his neck after the game on the pass of fourth and one. Football has changed like the NBA. You don't see legit centers like Shaq anymore. It's evolved. The quarterbacks that run are more of a norm than uh, back in the day. It was really one, only Mike Vick. D.C. is athletic enough to run and should do it because it leads to more things put on their defense. We need it. Again, that's Zeke in Bakersfield. Um, okay, that's cool. I, like I said, I, I've been, and I think everyone in Raider Nation has been pounding the table for uh, Derek Carr to run the rock a little bit, uh, you know, not – Again, not Michael Vick-like, not Lamar Jackson-like, not Jalen Hurts-like, but just a little something. Keep plays alive. Pick up a couple first downs here and there. If they give it to him, he's got to take it. Uh, let's see. You got a text from the 915. I want to see Carr use his legs a lot more. KC not used to seeing him run. We'll catch him off guard and extend the drive. Also, no funny business. No onside kick or trickery plays. Run the ball, play deep, and keep your foot on their throats. Yeah, I don't think you'll see any onside kicks on Monday. Reason why is you could take a chance. I had no problem with the onside kick against the Broncos because the Broncos' defense was struggling anyway, and I felt like the Raiders' defense has a good chance of stopping them. Now, they only gave up three points, so not a big deal. But Kansas City, you can't give them, uh, you know, half a field. They can get that on one play, right? Mahomes will say, oh, onside kick? Okay, that's cute. Let me throw it to the end zone on this one play touchdown. You can't do that. That's, that's something that you just cannot do. So, yeah, I don't think you'll see any of that come, uh, come Monday night against Kansas City. Uh, one more text, and then we'll get to the phone lines. Q, didn't Hackett hire a special decision-making guy after the whole field goal thing in Seattle? Yeah, and that's who I'm assuming that he got permission to go for it with on fourth down. But you're the head coach, dude. Like, you are literally the head coach. That is literally your job. And that's why I always say that being a head coach is a lot harder than just being an offensive coordinator or being a defensive coordinator because you're the CEO. So you should be making the call and saying, hey, I feel good about – my $260 million quarterback or whatever, however much money they gave Russell Wilson, I feel good about him picking up this fourth and one, and we're going to go for it. Instead of waiting for the dude upstairs that you just hired to say, hey, dude, yeah, you can go for it. Like, that's just the order of operations is wrong, in my opinion. So there's that. Let's go out to the phone lines. It's uh, 702-365-9200. Again, our text line is 69187, keyword R&R. Uh, let's go to the Passionate Raider. What's on your mind, dude? What's up, Steve? What's up, Jamal? Have a happy Friday, man. Weekend game day. Hate these, don't you kind of hate these long weekends on Q1? It's Monday night. Doesn't this make the weekend like kind of drag when usually you want the weekend to drag, but it's just that long negative drag? You feel like that on, on Monday night football, Q? Uh, I, I don't know, man. We'll see. You know, I, I, don't, really, I don't really know yet. I know. It just, always, it just always seems like Monday is always so far away, but it's so close, man. Hey. Too, too bad for T-Billy, man. I really thought he was going to do something on this squad. I thought he was going to get an over-the-top role once and get a play here or there. But we all know how Derek is, man. He likes who he likes, and that's how it's going to be. It's, that's just the way it's been for nine years. So we, we just roll with it, man. Best of, best of wishes to him. But uh, what do I want to see from Derek on, on Monday night? I just want to see a quarterback come out there and play with, with, uh, with that smirk on his face when you know he's pissed off, man. I don't want to see him come out there and tiptoe and check down all game long. I just want him to come out there and take control of that offense in that field 
and just let it run the ball to pass the ball. Don't get out there trigger happy to, to want to pass every time with Mahomes and try to get on Mahomes' level because that never works out well for him. Get out there, run the ball to keep the defense off the field so they can stay fresh to get on Mahomes. Because if they are on the field from a lot of three and out, cancel this game because we won't win it. That's just the way it's been and until they can learn to stay on the field to keep that defense juiced and ready to roll for Mahomes. I think we have a chance, man. I really do. I'm still saying 28-25, Raiders will win Monday night, man. And the Russell Wilson, thank you. I mean, I think he's in a bad spot right now. He might be hitting that midlife crisis. But we can never take away the talent that that man has. He is a Super Bowl champ. And maybe I blame a lot of – I think a lot of Russell's problems is right now is the coaching in Denver and everything that's going on. I think he's really, really regretting going to Denver. And I've always questioned is why would you – be a Super Bowl winning quarterback, come from an organization winning, and just want to go play for a first-year head coach in a system you've never, that just didn't make no sense to me. But hey, what do I know? Let's go get them on Monday night, Q. Have a great weekend, everybody. Love y'all, Raider Nation. And let's go put them down! Let's go! There he goes, passionate Raider there. Thanks for the call. And you know, the thing about it is, you know, kind of what I want to see from Derek Carr on, on Monday is also, you know, I do want to see him use his legs, but I want to see him and Devontae be him and Devontae, right? I mean, that's what you got Devontae Adams for. You got him to be a superstar. You know when the superstars count the most? When the lights are the brightest. You know when the lights are going to be the brightest? Monday Night Football. You went and got Devontae Adams to put you on the same playing field as the Kansas City Chiefs, as the Buffalo Bills, as the Philadelphia Eagles, as all the teams that have a really good offense. That's why you went and got him, right, was to put your, your talent level on the same playing field. Not saying that you're the same team as those teams. Not saying that at all. Don't get it twisted. But I'm saying the talent that this team has is on par with the talent that those guys have. You know, Miami. You saw what Miami did? Miami went and got a whole lot of talent. You know why? Because they said, if we're going to succeed, we're going to have a lot of firepower. So they went out and got it, and guess what? They're succeeding. I want to see Derek Carr and Devontae Adams show why they wanted to play together. That's what I really want to see. And I know Devontae had a really good game on, uh, on uh, that, that Sunday, the first game of the season, where he had, uh, you know, 10 catches, 100-and-something yards. I know he had nine catches last week, 100-and-something yards. That's great. But I want to see those different makers, difference maker plays. I want to see Derek Carr trust Devontae Adams a, a, a little bit even more. I know he trusts him. Don't get it twisted. I know he's trusts him. But I want to see him anticipate Adams, okay, this is where my guy is going to be because he's the best dude on this field, and I'm going to give him a chance. I want to see some of those plays. That's why you go and get a dude like that. You go get a dude like that, and when, you, when he steps on the field, I know in his mind, because this is what alpha dogs do, they say, there's nobody on this field that can stop me. Even when he went up against Pat Sertan last week, and Pat Sertan did a hell of a job, Devontae Adams never once flinched like, this dude is, 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 is too much for me. And he tipped his cap to him, but he still went out there and balled. Right, that's that's what you have to. That's that's what I want to see, and I want to see. And look, Devontae can't do it by himself. DC's got to deliver the rock. So that's really the kind of stuff I want to see. I do want to see him keep some plays alive and use use his legs like we saw on Sunday. But man, show why you two were excited about being together. Why Devontae left Aaron Rodgers to come to Las Vegas? Yes, he came here because he wants to be back on the West Coast. He wants his family to see him play. I get all that, but he also wanted to play with you. Show why. That, these are the games on the big stage when everybody's watching. You know, what did John Gruden used to always say? We're trying to build our team to beat Kansas City. Well, guess what? 
The Raiders have a team built to beat Kansas City with the talent they have. They just haven't executed it yet. That's the kind of stuff I want to see. I want to see the execution, and I want to see the stars step up and say, we're the stars, and that team across the field from us is no better than us. Matter of fact, we think we're better. That's what I want to see. Let's get one more quick call in. Let's take a call from uh, Raider Mike. What's on your mind, dude? Damn, Q. Take the words right under my mouth. That's what I do. Yeah, you (laughs) did it this time. No, you barely don't do that with me. But you you basically basted it, and you killed it. That's exactly what needs to happen. These two said three years now they wanted to play together. You're playing together. It's time to smoke this 27th ranked pass defense. Smoke them like a New York pin joint. Just drop the mic on these guys. They're not that good. They lost to Indy, who barely beat Denver. I mean, that field goal game last night was horrifying. It's one of the worst games I've ever seen. And uh, (laughs) Denver's holding the bag on on a quarter billion dollars which is just hilarious to me. And why is Passionate Raider protecting our enemy? Sorry, Denver. You're a dumpster fire. Raider Nation is going to kick back, laugh at the dumpster fire, and move on way past you in the standings in the next few weeks. Because that place is not going to get any better. Watch Watch Hackett get fired in the next few games, and they hire Sean Payton. That's my weird call of the day on that one. But uh, I, I really think our team is in a good place. Um, the mentality's there. And uh, Max, he's shown he's unstoppable. Chandler, second half last game, shows he's finally getting, you know, where he needs to be on the money we paid him. So I, I, I have... I mean, it's going to be a tight game, Q. It always is with these guys. But we beat their ass a couple years ago with hardly any talent in their crib. And no one expected that. So let the guns blaze, D.C. Let Josh eat like he does. And uh, let's get the victory, man. And by the way, before I go, who's the hottest sports town in the league right now. Las Vegas, I mean, baby. Las Vegas. No, it's Philly, dude. <laughs> Philly just I'm going to hold back. down and say Vegas. <laughs> no, no, Philly's 4-0, and the Phillies just went into the Cardinals' crib, and the crib, they, they had them down 2 nothing, and the Phillies stepped up five runs. That's what I love about uh, baseball season. You never know what's going to happen. Right. I only watch the playoffs go. My team's the A's. Couldn't watch them this year. Won't be able to watch them until they get to Vegas. Love the show. One more thing. Raiders! Thank you, guys. Raider Mike, appreciate the call, my man. Hopefully you're staying safe out there. And, yeah, good stuff. And, uh, man, don't get me started on baseball on those A's, man. 50-something wins. I don't even want them to come to Vegas. But, uh, yeah, I can appreciate the wild card as uh, it's up there on the screen right now. Philly's up 6-2. to two. Over the St. Louis Cardinals, That's a, St. Louis is a sneaky good team. You know, that's that squad. They got a winning in their DNA. So, uh, yeah, I'm t- paying attention to that. But, of course, we're talking Raiders football. Coming up next as we're live from Buffalo Wild Wings, Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. He'll join the show to talk all things Kansas City Chiefs. The latest injury report is out. We'll go over that at some point. This is Raider Nation Radio 920. 
That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. The Raiders are a great football team. They're always a great football team. And when the Chiefs and Raiders play each other, you kind of throw the record book out and you just go out there and play because it's going to be a dogfight. And we understand that. We have so much respect for that organization and that team. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Patrick Mahomes right there on the Rich Eisen Show, and he said they got so much respect for that team, talking about the silver and black. And I'll tell you what, uh, some would say that he's pretty disrespectful when uh, he plays the Raiders and putting up 40-something points uh, the last couple games that they've played. But uh, there you go. Patrick Mahomes, in his greatness, is not going to put any bulletin board material out there. This is Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920, live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Come on by, hang out with us. We're at the Premier Outlets. And join us now on the phone lines to give us an update and a, you know, a little bit of a behind the scenes when it comes to the Kansas City Chiefs is our good friend Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star and Blair thanks so much for your time this afternoon my man I appreciate you and you know what have you thought about the Chiefs through the first four weeks of the season offensively without Tyreek Hill hey yeah thanks for having me on look um, we've had a couple of great moments right the opener against Arizona and last Sunday night at Tampa Bay and in between that a little bit of a uh, the real head shakers came in week three against the Colts. Um, 17 points, really couldn't put together a, a long drive. Both of the touchdowns came on, um, uh, you know, court fields. So it, it's been a little, um, a little bit of mixed bag for the Chiefs, but that's what it is. It's just kind of the adjustment period without Tyree Hill. I, people here knew, you said goodbye to a generational talent. Um, and it wasn't going to, you know, it just wasn't going to be fixed or, you know, um, changed overnight. And it is kind of a work in progress. Yeah, well, they, they were able to beat the brakes off the Buccaneers on a Sunday night, so I guess they're feeling okay about the yeah. situ- situation. When you look at Patrick Mahomes, and we just heard from him as we were coming back, how have you seen him mature as a quarterback? And what I mean by that is being able to you know spread the ball around and not just rely on a guy like Tyreek Hill and not just have to force the ball to Travis Kelsey. Yeah, that, that's been what's happening, and they, they use a, a ton of different weapons. They – um, the, the, you mentioned Kelsey and the wide receivers, the, the, the running back. They ran a couple of plays uh, Sunday night against Tampa Bay that we hadn't seen before. Uh, I, th- I think his, um, you know, he keeps it fresh. You know, Andy Reid does for sure, which helps uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, you know, basically expand his, you know, his, his, his ability and um, and, and he. I'll tell you, he, he has grown a little bit. I, I was there for his first season as well, and he's um, he, he's a little he's a better decision maker than he was four or five years ago, and a little bit smarter. He had a bad pick against um, you know against Tampa Bay, a ball that he should never have thrown. But there's less of that from him than you know everybody oohs and ahs over the the crazy plays, the spectacular plays, and he had one of those against um, uh, you know against the Bucks. But he's really cut down on the uh, why did you do that kind of play. Not that he ever had many of those to begin with, mm-hmm. but he certainly has had fewer of those uh, this season and, and last year as well. 
No, I believe it. I believe it. I, I just I continue to hear him and see him, and it just feels like he's definitely maturing. Now, I want to ask you about the rivalry because we've talked about this before. The rivalry, you know, you have to have two sides that participate, and the Raiders haven't really participated a whole lot in this rivalry, especially since Patrick Mahomes has been the, the quarterback. How does the team view this rivalry, and how do the fan base view this rivalry? You know, I heard this week that, um, you know, new players, when they – you know, when they get to the Chiefs, they don't know much about it, right? Because they're they weren't they're not old enough to remember, mm-hmm. you know, where the, the origins of the rivalry are from the, the old AFL days, and um, and then and then it kind of carried on into the '90s with uh, when Marty Schottenheimer was with the Chiefs, and he emphasized the Raiders. But coaches, Andy Reid, Eric Bieniemy, those guys, they remind the players uh, when they go into meetings that it is Raiders Week. And it still has me. It certainly has meaning to the fans here, and um, and, and it's it's a uh, the, the coaches absolutely remind the players that this is a rivalry game, and uh, you gotta you know you give a little bit extra this week. I don't know. I, you know, for for another generation of, of Chiefs fans, the Broncos are the team because that was the team you know throughout the John Elway era and late and even when Peyton Manning was there, that was always beating the Chiefs. And, you know, the, back then, the Raiders, neither of the Raiders and the Chiefs were going to the playoffs much, but, uh, but the Broncos every year, it seemed. And so, um, kind of, you know, with Patrick Mahomes in these last few years, it's, it's whoever the, the second best team in the West is. And right now, you know, it's been the Chargers for the last couple of years with, with Justin Herbert. But I don't know. See, when you play each other twice a year, like the, like division teams do, I, you know, I, I think the case, for um, that team being a rock. Like, I know the Raiders want to beat the heck out of the Chargers and the Broncos as much as the Chiefs. So I just think Chiefs-Raiders goes back farther than any of the other ones in the division. Yeah, I agree 100%. Again, we're talking with Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star, talking all things Kansas City Chiefs. My man DeMond's got one for you. Yeah, the Kansas City Star, you guys had a roundtable, and the headline on the tweet is, can the Chiefs, how much better can the Chiefs get, or can they get better? So from what you've seen in that Tampa Bay game, is this, I know that no team is hitting their stride in week four, but how good is this Kansas City team looking on paper already? Yeah, well, that Bucks game was, uh, let's just say it was really well-received <laughs> by, the, by, by the people here. And, and even though, you know, the Bucks put up 31, you know, here, here we are in a season where uh, scoring is down, uh, Rushing offense is up. Look at what look at what the Raiders did last you know last time out. Um, but the Chiefs were able to put up forty for the second time this year, and, um, and but they did give up thirty one, and and so that's got you know it's got people wondering what you know that Brady was able to, to kind of pick them apart a little bit, and how can they how can they get better there on pass defense? Keep in mind they they're missing a, they're missing a starting cornerback Trent McDuffie who was their first draft pick this year. He's out with an injury and. Um, they were missing a linebacker, Willie Gay Jr. He's, he was serving the second of a four-game suspension. So they were down a couple of people. But um, I, I think pass defense is an area where they'd like to see a little bit more improvement. But right now they're, they're leading the NFL in rushing defense, which is crazy to think. But Chris Jones in the middle uh, is having an incredible season. He, he doesn't have many sacks, and he doesn't stat well, but – he is, you know, if you look at all the analytics, he is making a big, big difference for this Chiefs defense and um, in, in, in a contract year for him. So he's, um, the, the, the defense, 
between him and Legereus Sneed, the cornerback, they, they have had a pretty good year defensively. I know that they've had a pretty good year and leading the league in rushing defense, but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only ran the ball six times as Tom Brady almost threw his arm off. What would be the weak point in this Chiefs defense? I know that you said it was well-received, that game against the Buccaneers so far this season, the best game that they put on film. But what would be one problem or an area of concern with this Chiefs defense? Well, I guess if you, you, know, to, if you had to uh, pinpoint it, yeah, you can say that the, you know, the Bucs, you're right, the Bucs only ran the ball uh, six times for three yards, but they did keep Jonathan Taylor under, under 100. I think he only had 75 in the, in the loss to the Colts. And uh, and Kyler Murray didn't get uh, didn't go crazy on him, so um, th- so that's been that's been good. I I do think that you know what what Brady did last week is I think a recipe for uh, for a lot of teams. It's what the Raiders do well too is you know quick throws. Don't don't uh, allow Derek Carr. Don't allow Brady to get pressured and um, and, and sacked. And and, um, and and look, Chiefs are um, you know it, it, those are hard to defend by anyone. And, and the Chiefs are no exception to that. So be patient with the Chiefs. I think when you're attacking Kansas City, it, it's all about patience and, and, uh, you know, and, and accepting the idea of, of long drives to get it done. You know, the Colts were, were trailing um, in, in the fourth quarter. The Chiefs went ahead of that game, and the Colts put together a long drive, a long, patient drive that was aided by, a, by the way, Chris Jones uh, – uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty after it looked like they got him off the field, but they still went 80 yards and and and, and scored the game-winning touchdown. So um, I, I just think be patient, quick hits, and and that'll get it done uh, against the Chiefs. Now the problem with you know the problem with any team against the Chiefs is how do you stop Mahomes in the offense? So, you right. know because these more often than not Chiefs games turn into scoring contests, and and that's been the case in three of their four games this year. Talking right now with Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star here on Raider Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We're here live at Buffalo Wild Wings. Now, Blair, sticking with the Chiefs' defense, as far as uh, just what they've been able to do, and you've, you've seen the matchups, now you know that Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro are coming to town. How do you see Steve Spagnola kind of preparing for those guys? Yeah, look, that, that, that is a good group, um, obviously a good group. And... Um, and, and I know, all, you know, uh, Renfro and, and Waller certainly have had their games against the Chiefs. I always like to look back at, at past meetings between these teams and, uh, and see who's had good games. You know, I look at Jacobs, who's had the 100-yard rushing game and a 99-yard rushing game you know, against the Chiefs. Um, yeah, you know, you, you got to – I think, first of all, you, you better play him pretty – you know, with, with Renfro, you, you better play him kind of tight because once he – you know, once he gets a little loose, he, he is – He's available, right? He's mm-hmm. he's a guy that can he can give you a, a, a double digit receiving game every time out. And um, Waller to me is one of the best in the, in, in the NFL in what he does. So um, th- those are big challenges. One thing that the Chiefs have this year that they didn't have in previous years is speed at linebacker. Mm-hmm. Um, Nick Bolton is is a really really fine player and, and uh, didn't have as good as. Some of the Chiefs defensive players had last week. He didn't have a great game, but he's had a pretty good season so far, and really good against the run. And they're, they're, he's improved. He has improved in pass coverage um, over the over the, the course of the season. So um, that, that, to me, I think what you guys have identified is I think that's where the game's going to get won. It's, it's Raiders' offense against Chiefs' defense, and, and can Raiders um, 
you know, score with with the Chiefs. I, I just I, I think they're that's that. I think the concern on the Chiefs' side is on the defensive end of the defensive side in this game. That makes sense, and and for me on the Raiders' side, the the big concern is can they consistently score touchdowns, not field goals? Right, they're really good in the red zone, but they're good at scoring, not necessarily scoring touchdowns. And to beat the Chiefs, as you know, you're going to have to have touchdowns, not field goals. So uh, that that's going to be a hell of a matchup right there. Uh, the Raiders' offense, the Chiefs' defense, and vice versa. Blair, fantastic stuff, my man. Uh, my man Demond mentioned something that was on the Kansas City Star. What do you got coming out that we need to be on the lookout for? Maybe get a little bit more uh, intel on the Chiefs. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, this is actually a little bit farther down the road, but one thing, it's the 50th year of Arrowhead Stadium, so Mm. that's a pretty good thing. And so the other day, I picked the top 50 events in the history of the building, and so the Chiefs are, you know, that's 80% of the the great events that have occurred in there, and most of the games that I identified are Raiders games. Uh, The the majority of, 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 of big moments for the Chiefs have come, the team that they played the most in those games are the Raiders, so... Uh, I had a good time going back and, and, and finding a lot of those games that even though the, the, the rivalry started in the AFL and Arrowhead didn't open until the NFL started for the, for the, uh, for the Raiders and Chiefs, there have been a lot of great games that these teams have played at Arrowhead. And, um, and, and, and whether, whether the Raiders are in Vegas, Oakland, or L.A., they have played some epic games at Arrowhead Stadium. And that, that'll, that'll be a fun little read uh, in a couple of weeks. No, I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm assuming that there's no uh, no mention of a bus trip or no mention of a stomping on a on a logo either. <laughs> a little victory lap? Uh, no, we didn't. We didn't. Mostly Chiefs victories is what we. I got you. I got you, Blair. Great stuff as always, my man. I really do appreciate you. Enjoy the weekend. And enjoy the game on Monday. We'll do. Great talking to you guys. Thanks so much. There he goes, Blair Kirkhoff. Great dude right there. Covers the Kansas City Chiefs for the Kansas City Star. You can find him on Twitter at Blair Kirkhoff and uh, with us here on Raider Nation Radio 920. 246 at the time. We'll go over the Raiders injury report. We'll get back to some more texts on the text line. 69187 keyword R&R. We're at the Premium Outlet Mall South. Buffalo Wild Wings got all kind of prizes here on the table. We've already given out a couple T-shirts and a couple hats. Uh, we got all kind of tickets that we want to get you either hooked up with where you can walk away with or we'll even get you uh, registered for some tickets as well. Now, there's a lot going on at Buffalo Wild Wings, a lot of TVs, a lot of great food, a lot of great drinks, cold beverages. You want them for this Friday, getting into your weekend, preparing yourself for some NFL action, college football action this evening with UNLV and a whole lot more. This is Red Nation Radio 920. You're listening to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Buffalo Wild Wings is where we're at right now, 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard, Premium Outlet Mall. Come on by, hang out with us. I actually found out I have five pairs of tickets to Alice Cooper uh, playing tomorrow. Let me go ahead and verify that one more time. Yes, Alice Cooper, the show is tomorrow at the DLC, the Dollar Loan Center. I actually got five pairs of those. Uh, I'm supposed to get them, get you raffled. I'm supposed to fill out paperwork. And so all I have to do, and I'll just, I'm not going to tell anybody else, but the first five people that want these Alice Cooper tickets, I'm going to give them to you. You're going to fill out a raffle because we're going to raffle them in air quotes off later. But really, you're going to get hooked up with the tickets. Just come on by, say what's up, and we'll get you laced up with some Alice Cooper tickets at the Dollar Loan Center. Not to mention, we have so many other prizes here. Uh, We made sure that Harry Ruiz didn't take everything home with him. We got hats. We got shirts. I believe there's a onesie here. Shout out to my man Twilight. There's a onesie here. 
Uh, there's all kind of good stuff here at uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. All you got to do is come on by, say what's up, uh, you know, and take advantage of, of everything we have going on on this Friday. What else we have going on? We have you. Want to hear from you. Your calls and texts. Uh, just had a really good conversation with my guy Blair Kirkhoff from the Kansas City Star. Uh, just kind of giving us a background on Kansas City Chiefs, a little bit more intel on what to expect Monday night from KC. One thing that Blair had mentioned was that Kansas City has a good defense. Uh, one, currently they're ranked number one in rushing defense, and we know, as DeMond mentioned, that's a little bit skewed just because, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers only ran the ball six times. But the stats are the stats, and if the stats are going to work for you for one stat, then they can't not work for you for another stat. So if you're going to use a stat to argue why a team's not good, then you also have to respect the fact that, okay, this stat says they are good. So Mailman Raider Max said, I don't want to hear that Kansas City has a good defense. They've given up the seventh most passing yards, most passing touchdowns, and second most first downs in the league. Denver has a better defense, and we made it look like Swiss cheese. Cool. We're just the weatherman. We're just passing along, you know. The weatherman gets up and says, I think it's going to rain today. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. We're just passing, passing along what, what everything is, is, is looked like, you know, what everything is being told, uh, what the stats say, what, you know, how, how teams are perceived across the league. So, yeah, Denver, I felt like, had a really good defense, and people questioned their defense, right? You know, so, I mean, there's, there's a lot of different ways you could look at it. But the point is, I do believe that the Chiefs have a pretty good defense. I do think that they're pretty good at stopping the run. I do think the Raiders have enough talent to beat them in all phases of the game. They just got to go out there and execute. Let's go out to the phone lines and talk to our guy, Dark Side Don. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind? What's good? What's good? Chilling, man. Uh, so to answer your two questions, um, AFC West, status quo. I mean, the Chargers is the Chargers. They always hurt. Always had the most talent in the AFC, just like the, the Cowboys. They the Cowboys that are the AFC. Always had talent, never do nothing with it. Um, as far as the Broncos, Broncos go Broncos. So <laughs> basically, it's, it's, it's the status quo, and I'm tired of it. I hate the Chiefs, man, like so much. I hate the Chiefs. I hate the Chiefs more than anybody else in our division. Um, what I want to see D.C. do, I want to see them go out there and take over the game. That's what I want them to do. I want them to go out there and take over the game. Act like this is a rival. Act like this is the Chiefs. Act like that you guys want to be first place in the division. That's what I need to see. You know, I want to see him go out there and take over the game, period. Good stuff. I like it. I like it, and, and I would too. I'd like to see him go out there and, and really dominate and, and realize that, you know, I think he's only won one game in, in Kansas City. That was in 2020. Go out there and, and show who you are, right? I mean, everyone was talking about him being the, the fourth-best quarterback in the AFC West before the season started. It's funny. Uh, I was on last night with Freddie Coleman on ESPN National. With Freddie and Fitzsimmons, I was filling in, and Freddie Coleman said, well, um, you know, Derek Carr is not the fourth worst or fourth best quarterback in the division. Russell Wilson is. So, I mean, Derek Carr is already climbing the <laughs> – he's already climbing the, the food chain just by default because of other quarterbacks. Well, go out there and show who you are. You know, I believe that he has the ability to, to make some really good plays. And as I mentioned before, man, with the weapons that he has, go out there and dominate. You know, I mean, don't get reckless, but go out there and just, just do what you do, right? Let's see. We uh, got a call from Derek Carr's hair. How about Derek Carr's hair? Welcome to the show. Hey, how's it going, guys? Good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, yeah, so just a uh, couple of quick things on what Derek and really the Raiders need to do. But uh, yeah, I feel like Derek needs to channel his inner Gruden or Gruden Gannon uh, and just mm. take off. Take off when he gets the opportunity. 
Okay, good stuff, good stuff. I like it. Yeah, and he does need to take off, and he showed a little bit of that on uh, on Sunday. He showed a lot of it. Matter of fact, picking up five first downs, that was a big deal. Uh, if he can incorporate that into his game, especially if what his brother David Carr said is true, the fact that you know defenses are playing him differently, so now he feels like he has an opportunity and has more green grass in front of him, well, take advantage. Take advantage of that green grass. I- I'm really – I'm really good with that. I uh, got a text from the 915. It doesn't matter how good or bad the Kansas City Chiefs defense is. For some reason, when they play us, they come out looking like the 85 pairs. Uh, and that's, that was, that's what goes into, you know, a rivalry game. That's, that's when your arrival, uh, you really get amped up for that. And, you know, I always wonder what the rivalry feels like on that end. Right, because I'm always on this end of it, you know, the, the Raiders side of things, and I know how Raider Nation feels about the Chiefs, but I just kind of wonder, and that's why I asked Blair Kirkhoff about that, what is it like with the players on the Kansas City side and even the fan base? You know, we got a text here saying on Kansas City Radio, they're saying this isn't even a rivalry anymore. They're just laughing at the Raiders. So, you know, there's a lot, a lot that goes into this, uh, this game on Monday, and for it to be a true rivalry, in my opinion, the Raiders need to start holding up their end of the bargain which means winning some games, winning some games, and winning some more games. Coming up next, we're going to kick off hour number two of the show. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings. Uh, happy hour is about to get started. And not only that, Tapa Chico is going to be uh, giving out some samples in a little while, so you need to come on by and get hooked up with that. Plus, we have all kind of prizes to get hooked up. I mean, everything we have. My middle name today is Free 99. You know what I mean? So everything is Free 99 as far as I'm concerned. Come on by, say what's up. Get hooked up. Enjoy some good uh, Raider conversation. Of course, some great food and beverages here at Buffalo Wild Wings. 7430 South Las Vegas Boulevard. The Premium Outlets Mall is where we're at with Raider Nation Radio 920.